What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Final Checkpoint. I'm Joel. And I'm Ben. And each week we talk about video game news and catch you up on the games that we've been playing. This week, we're talking about a lot of little news bits and also the Outer Worlds and other games that we've been playing that we're excited to talk about. Of course, you can always find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, and thegamefanatics.com. You can also send in your comments, questions, and concerns to finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com. Ben, how are you this fine evening? Doing very good, very excited. Well, maybe very excited is too much. Moderately, appropriately excited to talk about some really, really good games. Not just the Outer Wilds, playing a couple things that uh, I'm excited to talk to you about. Me too. Same. Cool. Same feels. Feel deals. All right. Really quick before we move forward, I do (laughs) want to settle a few corrections from last week's podcast. So if you listen to last week's episode, we were talking about games that were coming out still in 2019. And uh, I mentioned the Outer Wilds several times. But what I actually meant was the Outer Worlds. My fault, kind of, but not really. Like, these two games should not have such similar names. I blame the world, not myself. It's very upsetting. Uh, I didn't notice at all because you told me that after we recorded, and and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess you did. I don't know. Uh, And that's usually something I try to be aware of because it's so freaking annoying. Yeah. I must get it wrong half the time. I constantly kept typing the Outer Wilds when I was prepping, like, the episode and when I was, like, getting the article ready. And who knows when else I typed the Outer Wilds instead of the Outer Worlds. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, apologize for that. <laughs> I wonder, uh, before we even talk about either of those things, I have to wonder if they're both just pleasantly happy that this has occurred because it's free marketing for both of them and both games were received very well. But think about the people that accidentally buy the Outer Wilds thinking they're biting the Outer Worlds. That's true. I mean, I'd be upset. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened a lot, too. Oh, what a mess. (laughs) What a mess. (laughs) The Outer Worlds has been out for a while. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It just came to PS4. That's the other thing, too. The Outer Wilds just came to PS4 like a week or so ago. Yeah. And then the Outer Worlds come out. God. Jeez. Come on, guys. (sighs) Figure it out. It's not good. For sure. And on to the second correction. Not correction, but more clarification of the... Oh, another one? um, Well, the Google Stadia thing that I was thinking of, I brought up something about the controller having an issue or something like that. And what it actually was, and I just kind of read the news story on TheVerge.com, that... um, So the whole thing with the controller being wireless and allowing you to go from, you know... Uh, phone to to the chromecast Tablet, to all these different whatever. things without like having to repair it not repair it repair it like broke broken to fix but like repair it as like a <laughs> bluetooth device you don't actually have like that's not going to be out right away i guess you're still going to have to plug in the USB-C cord to like computers and basically any device that's not a chromecast ultra so it's supposed to come Hooray. later but yeah so and and also the bluetooth won't be an option at launch so that's another so we were pretty close on that when we did talk about it but i just wanted to clarify that before we move forward with have fun with your garbage yeah (laughs) good luck google stadia yeah (laughs) yeah all right moving on um 
I thought it'd be cool before we get into the review roundup for a couple games that just came out and also um, for our, our games that we've played. Um, I thought it'd be cool to kind of go over a few little news bits that recently came out um, within this last week. So one of the big news stories was The Last of Us 2 being delayed until 2020, which I think it's May 26 or something like that from what I saw. Not, not 100% sure. Or 29th or something late, late 20s. Yeah, very late in uh, the 20s there for May. But um, I, I mean, I don't think it's May 29th, by the way. Um, I don't think yes. anybody's really upset about it. I think they're more like, take your time, make this perfect. Sure. It's just so weird that it came like a month after they announced the release date. <laughs> no, that <laughs> like, is very weird. Such a, like, like what happened so quickly. That was all of a my sudden. that was my thought. Well, I had two thoughts. Uh, why didn't they just delay it to June whatever, the same day the first one came out? Because that's kind of cute. Yeah. It's yeah. only two weeks away, but whatever. Do what, do what you got to do. And then the other thing is what you were saying where you you were you were confident, right? You were confident we're going to hit this this date in what what would it have been? Because uh, it was the end of September, so October, November, December. So like four or five months. We're confident yeah. we only need four or five months away. Now we need almost double that time. It's crazy. It, it's just weird that you didn't know to where like, oh, something must have really happened. Like, oh shit, this is <laughs> what happened. Oh no, we got to damage control this mechanic or whatever. It's Somebody odd. rested their elbow on a keyboard and accidentally deleted like the last part of the game or some shit. <laughs> oh no, Ellie. Oh no. You deleted Ellie. <laughs> you deleted scared. Ellie. We got to redo everything. <laughs> so that's that's the only thing. Obviously, take your time. Who cares? Whatever. That's fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Don't, and that, no issues. That delay, I think, happened the same day as like all the Ubisoft uh, delays for like yeah. um, for uh, I think the next Rainbow Six and for Watch Dogs. Existed. And... Which I'm surprised <sighs> about Watch Dogs, but. Yeah, and then there was another game. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it's um, uh, Gods and Monsters? Yeah, which... But I'm not surprised that was delayed because we've seen nothing of it since E3, and yeah. that was all we ever saw of it. So I'd be surprised if it had come out. Yeah, and what happened to Skull and Bones? I think that's still that... early next year. Did that get delayed again or <laughs> i mean i just i feel like i haven't seen anything about that game in a long time i would google it but i just don't care enough about yeah, skull and bones yeah. and uh oh and supposedly with the the last of us 2 delay or part two i forget about yeah, that part two yeah um so was it i i'm not 100 sure on this um that it delayed Rumor. ghost of tsushima a little bit longer too did it push that back that makes sense just if you don't want to release two big titles near each other yeah uh, i guess I, still... I oh good oh i i don't ghost of tsushima i don't feel i i think that might really be the either launching really close to the ps5 launch or just launching hey here's the ps5 disc if you want to buy that version versus yeah. the ps4 that could be the one they do it with and i wouldn't be surprised if that game doesn't even come out this year or next year We've just we've seen so little for it. We've seen nothing. We haven't seen anything in over a year for that game. That's true. Yeah, it's been kind of a. I mean, that's kind of okay. I don't really need to see that much of it. <laughs> so. That's fine. It's just if that game was coming out in a year, I think we might know a, a smidge more. Yeah, 
True. True that. We'll see though. We'll see. The years we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and uh, with the whole uh, Ubisoft, all those games getting kind of pushed back, I think a lot of it had to do with the timing for like the fiscal year ending and yeah. things like that, and also with the results from like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I guess being extremely disappointing both critically and uh, I guess sales wise, which uh-huh. understandable. I think, I think uh, you know, I I did really like uh, Breakpoint, and I know you you felt pretty fond mm-hmm. of it as well. I just think that game is kind of a mess, but I really want to see what it evolves into because I know that's kind of their thing. They kind of take these games that they release kind of broken or empty or just not great, and they kind of keep working on them, and it ends up being something uh, a little bit better in the long run. So hopefully we see that. Yeah, and they did say that in the call that that they're committed to whatever it is they're doing with Breakpoint. I'm not sure, but um, supporting it for sure. Uh, moving on to some other news that did um, kind of come out. I don't know how big of a news thing this is for, like, the overall gaming, like, industry, but it sure is for, like, people that like watching Twitch and Mixer and stuff like that. So, as we know, Ninja made his giant move to Mixer, and it kind of, like, blew everyone's mind. And yep. um, as of last week as well, Shroud, one of the – I think the he's – probably took over the mantle for biggest streamer on Twitch after Ninja left. He's also moving to Mixer as an exclusive streamer for Mixer. So he's probably getting paid some, some bucks there to go over there. And then I think I saw, I saw it this morning. Um, might've been as of yesterday, but King of Thalion, who's a huge uh, destiny two streamer and one of like the co-founders of guardian con, which kind of goes on now every year. Um, he is also moving over to Mixer and, um, one of his main reasons for going is that he wants to have more input with the platform and appreciates that Microsoft is like invested in helping grow that platform with the feedback from not only the community, but also the creators for that platform, which I guess Twitch is just kind of like, it's, it seems like Twitch's reputation is just getting worse and worse. It does seem that way. And it seems like Twitch is, I don't know, kind of slow moving and stuck in their ways of, oh, i guess we'll do the uh, and they, they're just weird and, and it's very obvious that mixer is the underdog and so they can make these moves and twitch is just nah so it's exciting to go to the other platform and see yeah. what they do i feel like twitch is just maybe it's either too big for its britches britches yes. i don't even know how to say that or Bitches. it's because it's now owned by amazon so maybe they don't have as much leeway as they used to also, you know, that that could be one of the factors That's that true. because they, they have a lot of issues with like, um, what is it? Terms and services and, and people like kind of uh, always up in arms when one person gets banned while the other person doesn't and all sorts of like mm-hmm. crazy controversial things that um, just make them look really bad. Have and, you uh, uh, this is Twitch related, but not exactly. Have you listened to a podcast that was sponsored by Twitch? Um, I tried listening to one of like the many that people try to make like, like tips and tricks for streamers no, and things no, no, like no. that. This is what I mean. There recently, in the last two weeks or so, Twitch has uh bought bought ads on a couple IGN shows. Or I guess IGN shows in general. Okay. Podcasts. And their ad is bizarre. And I don't know who it's aimed at. I don't know who it's for. Uh, it ends. 
it ends by just like twitch.tv twitch like that's their ad like that's what they end their ad it's very strange so i don't know what's going on over there and i'm not i don't blame people for leaving when it seems like the king is just asleep at the wheel yeah i mean i get why people are leaving and going to mixer and things like that and i get i get the appeal of it but like i stream very casually and not very like seriously and i don't really have like a set schedule or anything like that so and i just to me twitch is like home in a way and Mm -hmm. i constantly find new streamers that i really like on twitch where mixer has always seemed a little bit harder to use and a little bit harder to navigate um even the app like and this is probably changed within the last year because i haven't tried to use it within the last year but just didn't it just wasn't as accessible and now like twitch the app like the app for twitch is actually pretty great and i can pull up streams pretty quickly i can discover new streamers and because you know i'm not really watching these big streamers as often i'm watching more like speedrunners and people that are playing like games that are very niche and, and games that i'm interested in so um those kinds of things are are easier to find on twitch than i think they are on mixer and it's, it's it just feels kind of loud over there <laughs> like i don't know it's maybe just my hmm. old man like inside of me coming out and saying like right. now that whole different. new kid yeah it's all <laughs> dang loud music turn it down <laughs> sure shit. i don't yeah. think i've looked at the mixer website in a while i know i used to watch the xbox conference this year i used their mixer app on the xbox because it was just so easy to <laughs> like, yeah mixer yeah. i'm on the xbox go to mixer it's super i easy. mean they're definitely making some good moves and grabbing some top like talent that should be should be bringing over like you know more users and more followers and, and subs to their channels and things like that so sure. you know didn't didn't really hurt ninja to, to switch over and i don't think it'll really hurt um shroud especially um don't really know gathalian I, I don't really know his following I, he was huge back when destiny first came out like he was averaging i think like maybe 10k viewers maybe less than that um but I think that's gone down, like, with the whole Destiny 2 initially coming out and being, like, rah, rah. Um, Yeah, and then I know that went down for, like, a lot of Destiny streamers that just, like, made their partnership because of Destiny. And then it suddenly, like, dropped off the face of the earth. But hmm. I know what? he's still pretty popular. I just realized something. What was Mixer called before? Oh, I always think, I always have to think about this, but I recently looked it up, so I've remembered. Bean. Perfect. What? It used to be Beam. Beam. Yep. Wow. I, I already had forgotten, and I remember distinctly saying, what's a dumb name to change it from Mixer? I liked Beam. Yeah, yeah. I initially liked Beam more than Mixer, and now I just kind of like, it's kind of hard to think about it being anything different than what it is. <laughs> well, good choice. I was wrong on that one, Microsoft. Oh, well. Okay. I think we can wrap that part up but um before we move on to like the next segment we're the one thing i did want to bring up was a few review roundup sections for um a couple games so one of them being call of duty modern warfare it's one of the big games that we talked about last week and i was very interested to see how it was gonna really kind of come out and and you know how it was gonna yeah how's gonna be received and what people are really gonna think about it and so i grabbed a couple reviews so one from ign because um, I actually really like their um, their review on the campaign, so I grabbed that. I haven't seen if they have the multiplayer review yet, but I just grabbed this because um, the campaign looks pretty damn good. And so I thought I'd just read this little bit. So Modern Warfare is the best COD campaign in nearly a decade, thanks to fast pacing wow. and great variety. 
and then uh, they gave that an 8.2. GameSpot gave it a 7 and said that Modern Warfare stumbles at points, but strong campaign missions and smart multiplayer additions keep it from falling too far. And it's sitting at a Metacritic of 86. Okay. Which is uh, interesting. Like, I, I was watching some uh, just gameplay of the campaign, and it looks it looks really good. Like, the graphics are incredible. Um, I think the pacing of it seems really, like, like it's going to bring you in, and it's going to, like, make you want to sit for this ride that's happening. And I was pretty pretty impressed. Not, not really sure if I'm going to go pick it up anytime soon, but I was definitely impressed by the way it looked. And, the I mean, just the shooting in general, like, the sounds – are incredible in that game like this the shooting and then you could hear the bullet drop like the casings and everything like that fall on the floor and <laughs> overall like the sound is just i think just brings you in even more than the actual graphics do so pretty exciting about about that game okay yeah i do want to play it but yeah yeah I, I definitely want to play the campaign now more than the multiplayer i think that i'm more interested in that that's definitely wow. different than the normal for you that's <laughs> weird yeah for sure um next game is a game that we're going to be talking about here pretty soon the outer worlds worlds yeah (laughs) every time every time um so ign gave it an 8.5 with the outer world obsidian has found its own path in the space between bethesda and bioware's rpgs and it's a great one seems pretty common um Uh gamespot gave it a nine and i just grabbed like the kind of like the pros I probably should have grabbed the cons, but here we are. Um, GameSpot <laughs> gave it a nine, and they said uh, excellent writing through and through, which is something I've been hearing about. Strong multi-dimensional characters are well portrayed. Consistently interesting and layered quest design. Strong world building enhanced by a pleasing audio-visual direction, and combat is punchy and satisfying. It is currently sitting at a Metacritic of 86. So seems like uh you know what's weird is the metacritic is different for like i think 86 was the ps4 version i think 83 or 85 is for xbox and then pc is like at an 81 or something huh i wonder what that's about yeah not not too sure there but um so um two games that we talked about last week came out and uh they seem to be doing pretty well i have not touched either of them (laughs) i don't know (laughs) if i will um well, what are your thoughts overall? Like, uh, are you pretty excited about Call of Duty getting that good review? And uh, do you agree? Yeah, with, with I mean, the Outer I was World gonna, stuff? I was gonna play both of these games regardless, uh, especially Outer Worlds because it's Worlds. on Game Pass. But true, true. I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed the last couple of Call of Duty campaigns I've played, and yeah. they, they always seem to do. Maybe it's not the best campaign ever but it's just a very solid fun time that's done kind of no one else is doing it the way they do it i guess is how i'll put it it's like playing through a movie i mean that's that's what i've always kind of liked about them for the most part i just i don't really play through a lot of them there's very few that i've played all the way through yeah but i I think i skipped like six of them so yeah (laughs) i guess (laughs) a lot of them don't just don't just leave it all in who cares cool all right (laughs) well Cut some, cut like some of it out. I'm gonna edit not. out most of it. No, no, what? Yeah, all of it. It needs to go. Wooden shoes. I don't like wooden shoes. What? What's with wooden shoes? Well, let me sell you to them. <laughs> don't sell me to them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wooden shoes. I've got this Joel right here for you. He's on clearance. 
He's on clearance. Plays a lot of Destiny. What? How dare you drag you my name through? Since when? You have in the past. Okay, all right. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to sell you to the shoes. I gotta well, lie a little bit. Well, I'm trying to not get sold to a shoe. <laughs> the wooden <laughs> shoes have grain sentience. Very now look difficult. at it, be funny. <laughs> and he's defective, for sure. Fucking stupid shoes. All right. So the Outer let's, Worlds. Let's move on to the Outer Worlds. Ben, you have some impressions, and I've also gathered some other impressions. So why don't you hit us first with your thoughts on the Outer okay. Worlds? Okay. Um, as I said last week, I did not watch a lot of preview footage. I heard some preview impressions, but not as far as gameplay or anything like that. A lot of this is somewhat of a surprise, even if it is um, very similar to Fallout or kind of Bioware. It's actually a lot more Bioware than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. And that's awesome. <laughs> that is yeah, definitely so cool. Uh, I've played about eight hours, and I'm playing it pretty slow, to be honest okay. with you. Right. Uh, I'm going around and exploring all the whatever nooks and crannies, trying to do all the quests. Um, I just left the first planet. I don't know how many planets there are or anything like that, but I just left the first one. And this game... Uh, is pretty much what when you when Fallout 4 was announced or just not even announced but like the idea of Fallout 4 and you're thinking wow I would like a next gen Fallout game this is what you were thinking of like this game yeah. right here is the perfect air quotes even though we're at the very end of the generation next gen version of of Fallout it feels yeah. Like, they've corrected so many of the mistakes and the... Obviously, it's not on the broke-ass engine that Fallout is made in. And there are so many quality-of-life improvements that make this feel more modern while still have that nostalgic Fallout 3 feel. And that, coupled with the smaller... Uh, they literally are worlds. Uh, worlds that you're exploring make it feel... Like one of my favorite games from earlier in the generations, which was uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which oh. had these large open spaces and it, several different ones. They weren't a giant open world, but just a pretty good sized map for you to explore. I loved that, and it seems like they've they've combined the two into such a perfect meld. Uh, I, I really really like it quite a bit. As you've mentioned in the reviews, the writing is just so damn good i've had laugh out loud moments in it and it's not like it's making silly jokes it's just the writing is so smart yeah i like that i that i've been hearing that it's not like it doesn't try to make these like lame jokes the way borderlands 3 does but it no. actually makes like quirky and funny things that it's quirky and weird and very dry and very um like black dark humor uh, there's this one quest line early on where you're supposed to collect payments for these people's grave plots, basically. And there's this one lady who has to pay for uh, this guy's grave plot. And it's like, yeah, I got to pay for this guy. 
I just happen to be his cr- uh, closest living relative, da 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 da, and you're and you're talking to her, uh, and and she's like, yeah, this is this is really just more annoying than it is, whatever that I have to pay this. And one of the dialogue options was, well, weren't you his closest living relative? Like, shouldn't you be sad? Yeah. And and she's all, yeah, I was the closest living person relative to him when he died, so I have to pay for it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like. Jesus Christ, this game is so good. Because <laughs> the way it did it was, man, that was smart and funny. Like, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't trying to be this laugh out loud whatever, but it was just so finely crafted. And there's some amazing, just text logs I've read that were really funny. It's so smart, and even beyond that, if you get to something like the combat or exploration or something, it, it just feels like Fallout. But they've They've gotten rid of all the garbage. Like, I can't pick up all the spoons on the table because who gives a fuck about the spoons on the table? I don't need that. Uh, So inventory is a lot simpler than it was, and it's a lot better with this UI that is pictures and things. And and when you become over-encumbered, you're not super slow. It's not as annoying with a lot of its nonsense. There's even a perk that lets you fast travel, like, very early on if you're over-encumbered. So that's, oh, nice. that's awesome. I like yeah. um, leveling up and getting stat points that I can pick into things, something that you don't really see in a lot of these modern Western RPGs. They've kind of gone away from that. This is more even before Fallout 3. Like, like Fallout 3 didn't have that. This is a Fallout 2 thing to do where you're picking stat points and putting it into very specific uh, things. It's It's a lot of fun. I want to play more. Right, I'm still pretty early, but yeah, so far, man, th- this is a game of the year contender for me. Oh wow! Um, unless it falls off a cliff or whatever. I mean, I no. love story in games, and I love the Fallout games, and this just feels like a modern Fallout in a, in a way that it should. Not like, oh, it's modern Fallout, but whatever. Like, no, it feels modern. It feels like they actually put in the effort to make something that's not. There's not caveats. All yeah. along the side, seems um, like someone took a Fallout game and washed off all the jank and made it something good out of it. Yeah, it's like a polished stone of Fallout. <laughs> I, I will say the one thing I'm not a huge fan of the combat. Um, okay. I I like it, but it's it feels a little weird to me. Like it doesn't have that snappiness of a shooter, so I'm not sure exactly how to play it exactly the way that we want you to play it yet i do like you can slow down time with a button press that's like your big ability oh i was thinking i was i was about to ask like is that because there's no vat system and that's kind of yeah what it's what we're used it's to the vats it's the vats uh replacement but that's Does awesome it... like i i love sneaking up onto someone and i kill the first guy stealthily and then the one guy runs at me i slow down time and i shotgun him in the face I wonder if it um, works more like fallout 76's vat system where it kind of slows things down a little bit but then you can kind of like aim well, a little bit easier i mean fallout 76's vat system doesn't slow down time to my re- recollection i thought it oh no it just helps you aim better never mind I it just helps it you aim yeah, yeah it just yeah, lets you right, aim yeah. uh well um this doesn't do that you still have to aim and and do that but it does slow down time and that's that's a fun thing uh they changed it to where i always complained about in fallout where uh like some dude would be around a corner. It's just one guy and it's like a Meyer lurk or whatever. And then you just have to shoot him 
like 70 times with the machine oh, yeah. gun yeah. to kill him. This game doesn't have that. They're a little, when they're bullet spongy, it's likely because they're a higher level or you're using something they're strong against or something like an actual reason as opposed to they just gave them a lot of health. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really nice to see. It's not like I'm having a fight against three dudes and I'm just, we're just trading bullets back and forth for two minutes. None of the combat has been like that so far. And that's refreshing. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. So it's, it's what's weird is like, I know I want to play it, but for some reason, like, it's just a, I don't know. I, the thought of me playing it right now sounds like, I, don't, I, I, for some reason, I just don't have that extra, like, want of wanting to play it right now. Huh. And that, that could be because I either have too much that I'm playing or I don't want to, like, invest myself in another game while I have all these other ones, like, still needing to be done, like Sekiro, Kingdom Hearts, and stuff like that. Right. This game, the fact that it's on Game Pass is obscene. Yeah. This, this, I guarantee you, there was somebody at Microsoft that visited Obsidian a while ago, like years ago, and saw this game and saw the potential and was like, we got to buy these guys. Yeah. Because this is going to be crazy good. And it, lo and behold, it is. And I really hope, my biggest hope from Outer Worlds is is that Bethesda is looking at this game and they see it and they go, okay, we are, we are looking to make Elder Scrolls Six and uh, Starfield. And based on what Outer Worlds is, we got this. I hope they see this game and they go, cool. We're going to outdo you. We got this in our ability. Because my fear is that they see this game and they say, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, they need to say, oh, shit, because people are straight up in reviews saying this is like if a Fallout game was good. <laughs> uh, it's it's insane. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it really is. And it's also Bioware. Like, there's a lot of character story stuff going on and the fact that it's in space i think lends it to kind of a mass effect uh bioware ish feel as well it's it's really good i i don't really i don't think i have much else to say about it because i've been playing something else for review yeah and i'm still pretty early but yeah really awesome so far i I think it's kind of crazy that obsidian came along and outdid (laughs) fallout 76 and anthem <laughs> like with the you know like they basically i guess that formula is kind of like their thing and obsidian came by and was like we're just gonna outdo you guys i think what they did was they said hey why don't we uh take our time and release it when it's done and not make a giant bloated game that with a our, we made our biggest map ever they made a nice from what i understand like 20 hour rpg yeah, that's what and I they hearing. just they did it, and that's it. They didn't bite off more than they can chew. This is a very very talented studio that feels like has finally made the this is their coming out party. Of like, we did it. We finally made the game that we were we were made to make. Yeah, and they yeah. executed very well. I mean, I feel like they've been doing like Obsidian has been doing pretty well. You know, this sure. is kind of like their big break, but like. You know, the South Park Stick of Truth game was was pretty good. 
Um, but like that wasn't theirs. Like right, they made right, right. they made New Vegas, but that wasn't theirs. And they also made Kotor two, but that wasn't there. You know, like so this, this is, was their this was their thing. This was and their they came thing. Out. And like, but I think they've been pretty consistent and shown that oh for sure they can they can do something like this. And and they showed us. I mean, they're showing us very well that they can. And it's definitely a game I'm I'm putting on my list of, of things I need to play before the end of the year because I I have a feeling it's going to be one of the top games discussed for game of the year. I think you 100% have to play this game. I mean, I know, I know you like these games. <laughs> I love, so. I love these games, which is like crazy to me that I'm. I think because like my, my initial like focus is on getting Pokemon, because like, I know that's a game I'm gonna pour a ton of hours into, and so that's kind of like, and it's portable, so I can kind of play it anywhere. So that's kind of like my main focus, and then like, Outer Wild, or Outer Worlds, fucking World. shit. God damn it. <laughs> we need, a, we need a, not a swear jar, but a wilds jar. I need a shock collar every time I say wilds. Oh, no. But, um, oh, man. Like, and the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, damn, I'm definitely going to play this game. But it's it's weird that it's not making me, like, I'm going to sell off a leg to go get this game. I, I agree. We kind of talked about that a little bit last week where I wasn't hyped for it necessarily because I knew I was going to play it and probably like it. But... Yeah, man, that first that first hour and a half of the game, you're just sitting there going, "They did it, they did it." <laughs> it's really <laughs> cool. They they actually did it. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, I did want to read a couple, um, kind of like, I guess impressions from members of thegamefanatics.com. So this is from Jade, cool. who's uh, currently working on the review for uh, the Game Fanatics, and she said, "I love." Oh. It's kind of a up, sorry. I, I love it a lot, and it's like another Fallout game, but since it's 2019, I feel should improve on some... El- okay, I feel like it improved on some elements, like combat, animation. Story could have been a little longer, too, but it's good for replays. That's what I've been hearing, a lot of replay value. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, choicey choices. Yeah, and then this one's from Trevor. Um, Outer Worlds is a game that borrows a lot from the Fallout games before before it but adds enough new things to the formula that make this game feel fresh the game is not that not that huge and it is a chaotic open world experience that we have seen in fallout games but it's a more concise experience that i really enjoy the story the environments and the characters are all keeping me invested and i can't get enough of it sounds Mm -hmm. as well pretty common this is one that um i have not really heard about as far as like impressions go but from Odell Harmon Jr. himself, um, the game is cool, but no one will be talking about it a month from now. I feel like he's not playing the game, <laughs> but I also am not sure if he's wrong. Either. I guess there's still like Death Stranding and other other big games sure. that could take over the conversation, depending well, on how crazy those are. But I know uh, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny was also not super big into it, so. But he if doesn't like space, from what I remember about him. Oh, that's right. He doesn't like space. Not yeah, he space has his opinion. Fan. It doesn't matter. Uh, but but I, he loves I, Fallout, which is crazy. If you don't, that's true. If you aren't into these games, it's definitely not going to win you over. It's not like Witcher 3 or something that I feel like could have crossover yeah. appeal. It's very much, do you like Fallout? Yes, no. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, guys from and gal from uh, the Game Fanatics. <laughs> Peoples, um, peoples, homies, Humans. friends. Um, we're gonna move into 
well, we're kind of already there, but games that we're playing. Ben, you just talked about The Outer Worlds. Worlds. Gave your impressions. Um, I have about three games on my list, so would you like me to go next, or did you want to go? Uh, I have two, so you go first. Okay, so talked about it last week, talking about it this week. Final Fantasy XIV Online, A Realm Reborn, I guess, whatever. Um, I've been playing (laughs) that kind of... so. During the week, I kind of get like a good hour or two of games in um, if I can. And it's kind of, I've been playing that. I've been slowly kind of leveling up. I just hit level like 26 and I've just kind of been learning the game itself. The stories are actually really interesting, which is very different for an MMO. Like the side missions are like pretty cool. There's some weird craziness going on with the um, guild that I'm a part of as far as like the, in the game, like I'm part of the, I don't know how to say the name of my class, but it's like a Thalmatic torg or something like that it's basically to do with like uh heat and heat and cool oh is it like the thermaturge or something yeah you got it yeah you probably said it better than i, did. I so, don't um, know i don't think either of us have it right <laughs> to be but fair. basically i shoot ice and then i shoot fire and then you kind of switch like you hit a, a switch almost to like increase the damage in the other element i don't know it's it's pretty cool so the story in that's really interesting and so i've been kind of following that but Man, I'm really, I'm really loving it. I, I have a feeling that once my 30 days are over, I'll probably be re-upping for another month because wow. it's just like, it allows me to just kind of chill and play and I really like it. I, I don't know why, like, I, I've always kind of had like good thoughts about it and good impressions of it in the past when I've played it, but this time I'm just kind of like really digging it. Even though I have all these other games to play, like I might, I might for maybe not resub next month and just kind of take a little bit of a break so I can get all these other games played. But I'm like, I think about it all the time I'm at work and I'm like, man, I really want to go home and play some final fantasy 14. Wow. So. It's a good game. I wish, is there like a free to level 20 thing? I'm um, such an I, MMO idiot though. I know there's a free trial, but I think once it's over, like you can choose to kind of re up, but I think it's up to level 30 from what I remember. They need, here's what they need. I would pay I don't know, 50 cents an hour to play this game. Okay. Because I know I'm not going to put a thousand hours into this game. Yeah. I'm going to put 50 maybe. So that's totally worth the cost, but I'm not going to pay hour for instead your... of uh, instead of <laughs> pay by month. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because then I, it gives me so much anxiety. I've got to get my money's worth and I just don't, I, and the game's great too, but I just don't yeah. need that. What's cool is like when I'm playing it, I'm not even thinking about like, oh, I'm I'm paying monthly for this game or oh, I only have thirty days. I'm just kind of playing it casually because I'm not gonna try to rush to end game and stuff like that because it, then I'll burn out on it. I I've really right. just been enjoying like the slow casual burn of getting through the story and it's I don't know it holds my attention enough. You know, I play a good hour or two of it and then I move on to something else or I you know I'm just done for the night. So I don't know. I, I like it. It's good. That's cool. Bravo. 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 You just say bravo to yourself. Like, oh, I did so good. Bravo square. Oh, bravo square. That makes (laughs) more sense. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, actually, like, I have a special place in my heart for Final Fantasy XIV because I really liked that no-clip documentary that they made on Final Fantasy XIV and how... You know, it went from the original Final Fantasy fourteen to Realm Reborn and everything that went on through there. Like, that's such a good documentary, and it made me really love this game, even though I wasn't playing it at the time. Huh. Okay. 
yeah, I highly recommend that documentary. If you have not seen it, go see it. I guess I have to now. I've been commanded. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen it? It's it's really good. It's interesting. It's like two parts or three parts, but I, I, I would give a lot of part. part one a watch and see if you like end up wanting to watch the rest of it, but really good. Okay. Yeah. You may go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo, uh, Final Fantasy. Bravo, parts. me. I have been playing, I'm actually playing this for a review, a, a remake, remaster, whatever, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz. Ooh. And I'm a big Super Monkey Ball fan. I don't so think I've ever played asked, one. I asked for the, the code for this, but you know what it is. You're rolling a ball with a monkey in it around. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, so this is the game that adds jumping. Instead okay. of just rolling the ball around, you can jump. Uh, some apparent purists are mad. Damn it. But Damn purists, the jumping. They were mad in 2006 or whatever when the game came out originally. <laughs> so <laughs> at this just, point, I don't know. They're still mad. They're, uh, Maybe. They're more like uh, a remastered angered. <laughs> yeah. This is... And it's not even like a remaster, really, because they remade the game in Unity. So I don't know what you even call this because it's technically remade entirely. So it's a remake. But Super it's, Monkey Ball, Realm Reborn. Yeah, Realm Reborn, <laughs> I suppose. But this is, I love the Monkey Ball games. One and two, I have so many fond memories of renting those or playing those throughout the years in like middle school and high school. Um, just a ton of fun on GameCube. And banana blitz is the wii version and it's not the best one <laughs> yeah it's the one that's like oh that one all right uh <laughs> and I, I really feel like this is a test bed for do we want to put in more effort and make the other ones because these games th this one in particular is smaller i feel like it has fewer levels than maybe fewer than two maybe more than one i'm not 100 percent sure but it's definitely not packed out with content as much as the other ones are and it doesn't have the nostalgia as one and two that being said i played through the vast majority of it there's only five levels i haven't beaten so that's that's the vast majority of the game right a lot more levels than i thought because this game gets hard uh, but this is the easiest one so so is so i remember super monkey ball coming out on ps2 i don't remember ever seeing it on ps3 my, no. I'm probably wrong about that, but that's because it was on GameCube for a while, and then. So I, yeah, it, it I remember it being on Wii. Yes, there's the one on the Wii. I think there's two on the Wii actually, but I don't know anything about the second one. Um, and there's one on Vita. And I oh, there's shit, one there on phone. One okay. There or there was a mobile one, but there's been it's been a long time since there actually has been a Monkey Ball game. So we're getting this one, and okay. first of all, it looks beautiful. They did a great job recapturing it all. And it's a lot of fun. I think these games have their awesome, weird, platformy puzzle place that is not really captured by any other game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty basic. Like, just guide the ball to the goal. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it is. But you're dodging this thing, or you're on a ramp, and there's no rails. And it starts pretty slow especially this game it's like 40 levels and then okay now we're into weird shit uh like so the difficulty is a little bit all over the place in that respect 
but it starts getting these crazy tunnels and things you're flipping and zooping around you gotta just look up some of the things you do in monkey ball games it's it's wild it's it's a lot of fun and you learn how to control the ball because you're not really moving the ball you're moving the world like you're tilting the world and that's how you're moving the ball it's bizarre but it's a ton of fun i think this game holds up really well especially being able to play it now with a control stick and not the motion because i hate that nope 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 okay (laughs) i do not want to use the motion controls to play this game even though maybe it's better i don't want to do it Uh, i have a feeling it's gonna sell pretty well like it i mean i think nostalgia like for games like this and like spyro and just just a lot of remakes like these or remasters i think they're doing pretty well from like just the feeling of it people really yeah i I don't know how well this is gonna do it's not like it's bad by any means but it's definitely the weakest one of the monkey ball games of like the main monkey ball games um there's also i didn't even mention there's boss fights in this one and they're terrible okay like like they're all bad it's kind of weird why would they pick this one if it's like one of the most like i guess not i feel like you can fuck this one up which they didn't do oh okay and it'd be fine but also like i was saying there's more levels and there's more uh nostalgia and love for one and two so you'd want to put more effort into that this is a this is a dip your toe in the water. Yeah, instead yeah. Of let's diving. let's see if people still want us around. Kind of. I think thing. it's and, then... and it, it, they did a, a great job with it all. The only problems with it really are problems with the original game. As far as remastering and put it back out, like this is a solid package. It's got ten mini games, which is not all the mini games that it originally had, but a lot of the mini games suck, so don't mm-hmm. really want those. Um, and it adds a couple like time trial online leaderboards and stuff, which is fun because I'm like I'm like number seven right now on one of the leaderboards. Yeah, because it's Damn. not out yet. Well, so keep it as up. Soon as the, as <laughs> soon as the game comes lead. out, I'm not gonna be on that leaderboard <laughs> very oh, much come longer. On. You can do it at all. No, uh, but it, I'm having a really good time with it. It's a it's a shame. I think the biggest problem is that the difficulty is all over the place. I think the hardest level the hardest world was like world seven and then i'm on world 10 and i thought world nine was easier than seven i don't it's just all over the place to me and the other problem like if you unlock let's say you beat world seven right and then you unlock world eight well i can't go to any of those levels i have to beat all of them in order and that's how I unlock the next thing. So if I get stuck on level two, I can't try three, four, and five or whatever yeah. and then come back to two. I have to beat two. So I think that's kind of obnoxious. And it sucks because Super Monkey Ball 2 was basically a level select screen for their main campaign. And you could just pick what you wanted to do. Okay. So, and, and the UI in this game has all the levels it's just, oh, you can't do it yet. But can't I play these levels, please? I understand this one's really hard, and I'll come back and beat it, I promise. But I would like to see the other ones. And it's it's a little disappointing that you can't do that. They did, however, from, from the wiki page, you used to have to beat all the worlds without dying mm-hmm. or without continuing, and then you would unlock world 9 and 10. 
or nine, and then you'd have to do that for world nine, and then you'd unlock ten, and they made it easier. So you just have to beat the previous world to get it. That's okay. nice. Because yeah. good God, was I not gonna do the other one? Especially these bosses that are so fucking terrible. I'm not doing that. Uh, so that's a, that's a nice improvement, but it is a little feature light, I would say. Okay. Especially considering, like, oh, the Spyro trilogy. Like, that's three full games. Three, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is one game that's not very big in the first place. Do you know what the price point is going to be I on this game? I think it's $40. Okay. Do you think which that's... Which is uh... a, little, a little high. Okay. That was I nice. would say. Uh, unless you're a really big fan. But if you're a really big fan, you're probably disappointed that it's not one or two. Or both yeah. of them, really. Yeah. Okay. But I do, I do recommend it. Um it is a lot of fun. It's a very unique game. So there's, there's really nothing else like it. I don't think I've ever played one. I might have maybe tried the Wii one once, but I don't think I've ever played one before. I don't know if you need to now. This is just something that I liked <laughs> when I was 14. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Should we move on to the next game? Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? All right. So, I kind of bit the bullet and uh, bought Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Oh. It was on sale. Game Pass because it's on Game I know. But I had this money on Steam already. And so, I just decided that I was going to bite the bullet. The game was on my wish list. It was, like, on sale. So, okay, I've been really wanting to play it. And I'm, like, I beat the first boss. And I'm, like, going through the... Like the castle, castle or something like that yeah and uh i really like it and i'm digging it the music's okay. awesome the characters are cool like the combat is like very symphony of the night ish and i oh, just yeah. I, I i miss playing this type of game because i really love symphony of the night and i just haven't played it in so long the last time i played it was like maybe like 2010 2011 on the psp with the dracula x chronicle thing that came out oh yeah yeah God, I regret getting rid of that. <laughs> the PSP and everything. But um oh. yeah, it's it's uh it's really cool. I'm not super far into it, you know, but um I'm excited to play more and hopefully I can talk about it um uh next week. Hopefully I get more in deeper, I guess, into the actual game. Okay. I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about it. Cause that is a game that I played a fair amount of and I stopped. Okay. Uh, Did you get kind of bored of it or something you didn't like about it? Yeah, I got kind of bored of it. It just felt very... I mean, Symphony of the Night is great. That is a 20-year-old game. And it felt very much like, I'm a 20-year-old game. Like You've yeah. learned nothing from yeah. your contemporaries. And that was my my issue with it. It's not I like uh, I like the shard system. I like that... Um, mm-hmm. it's Which almost is also like... 20 years old. Yeah, but I like the meaning, the like the meaningfulness of having to fight every enemy because there's a chance it could drop a shard. Sure, I do. Yeah. I do like it. It's a, it's a Pokemon kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I'm just interested to see what other kind of like enemies I run into because it's all just like it's nice looking and there's just some interesting stuff about the game that I do really like that I'm interested. It's in really kind of cool. Seeing I definitely, I I soured on it later. Like I played probably ten hours, so it okay. was later on that I was like. Ah, rah, rah crotchety old man about it <laughs> all right well yeah i don't have much else to say about that i just uh, i'm really interested in playing i can't wait to play more i'm interested in all of this yay okay so i have another game to ramble on about all right let's hear it. and this is in the sinking or the sinking city not in the sinking 
The oh, Sinking yes. City. We don't know the name of any game on this show. Who needs them? Who needs them? Names? <laughs> What's her name? Is that, That's everyone's name. So this is a Lovecraftian Cthulhu uh, psychological... What's the... I forget the name of the horror. Like It's, it's not psychological horror, but it's... Psychological thriller? No, or? no, it's something horror. But I, I, I'm not an expert at, okay. at this Cthulhu nonsense. Um, but I've always liked it. It is a very interesting uh, theme and setup. And we don't get a lot of games like that. And so what this game is, you're this dude who is a private eye. And you've been having these visions. And you know the visions are connected to this city. Yeah. And you go to the city, and it is, it, because of some freak weather, it's half of it is flooded. Like, literal streets are underwater, and you have to use a boat to, to navigate them. Um, and that brought with it these fish people. Okay. And, it, the, dude, the way this game does it is so cool because it eases you in. And it's like, oh, yeah, the, oh, what does it call them? I haven't played the game in a few days, so I, what is it? It calls them something, but it's like the fish something. And you're like, oh, that's just what they're called, whatever. And then you see one of them, and they're like literal fish people. And it's it's like divorced from reality. I'm like, I don't know if this is real. And then there's this other guy who looks kind of like an ape. But it's it's not. It's like a man. And he's like, yeah, we all of our families look, look this is our lineage. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is so weird. I love it. Uh, it it's bizarre. Anyway, he goes to this place to figure out the source of his visions and all this. And he gets kind of roped into, oh, this guy whose son was murdered, figure out, that's the first thing you got to do is figure out who killed his son. Yeah. Or what happened to his son. You don't know if he's dead yet. It's the beginning of the game. And you start, It's so basically the game is crime scene investigations and pouring over clues and figuring out what happened to various things. And there's a bunch of different mechanics for this. There's like finding different clues and combining them to kind of, uh, to have more rationale for X, Y, and Z of, well, this person did that. So that means this. And, and then there's just talking to people and gathering information that way. There's uh, investigating a scene and picking like the order that things happened and then kind of seeing the event through your detective vision which is also your crazy psychic visions, which are causing you to black out and do weird shit. Um, there's, there's all that. And I love this investigation. It is so cool. So often we get a game like Phoenix, Wright Or yeah. uh Duncan Rampa or whatever, but it's, it's like, Oh, someone's been murdered. And now I got to find the clues and then I find the clues and then we solve it. And yay. Right. It's very self-contained. Where this is an open world, for lack of, a, lack of a better way to describe it. It's one city, but it's open. And I can go and find clues for this thing, or I can solve this side quest, which has other clues, and I'm piecing together this other mystery, and oh, I just stumbled upon this one place, which had some crazy backstory in it. And it's all so well-written and interesting to me. Like Every single person I'm talking to, and it's, it's wild. I don't know if it's this is stuff that's just in every Lovecraftian whatever, and I've never seen it before. Yeah. But it is so cool. I went to this one, I think it was a library, 
and I just opened the door and I the the one lady the librarian lady who's working there she has her back to me and I talk to her and then she turns around and her lips are sewn together oof and she can kind of like I can still talk a little you know and I'm looking <laughs> and I'm looking at like what the fuck is going on I don't know what's happening it's so cool and she's like and the guy talks to her about it like like okay I don't understand why why is this oh this is local custom. Uh, I can't, you know, I did something wrong or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, this place is fucked crazy. Yeah. Maybe she got caught lying or something. So like, so yeah, dude. And it's, there's all these moral kind of choices, but everything is super gray. Okay. Uh, so like I have to, so this person got kidnapped and I have to figure out who kidnapped them. Right. Which is awesome. I love solving these crimes, man. It's, and it's all, like, this one guy. It's all related to, like, one main case. It's a big case. It's not I'm solving one murder and then I solve another one down the street by some completely unrelated person. No, it's all connected, which is really cool. Um, so, anyway, someone gets kidnapped. And I... Uh, okay, they were kidnapped over here. And there's this other thing, man. It's so cool. So, <laughs> it'll be like, this guy... This guy, I have, like, enough clues, and I can go to the, the newspaper. At one point, I have to look up an ad that was in the newspaper, and I know, like, three pieces of information, and I search the newspaper. It's hard to describe, and I'm not doing a good job of describing it. But the point is, you'll get information, and then you'll realize, oh, I need to go here. And I Okay, this is a perfect example. I knew this guy lived in this part of the city, but I didn't know where. And I just happened to be next to City Hall. So I went to City Hall and looked through their records, which essentially has four different criteria, and you have to fill three of them out. And if you've done it correctly, you'll find information. So I'm like, okay, he lives in Oakmont, and he. Uh, I'm looking for residential records, and I'm looking for people in this industry. And it's like, okay, here's the man. Like, It's this guy, and he, you know. This is an address, and that's how you solve certain puzzles and mysteries for it, is looking up information with, like, using your brain. It's so fucking cool. Anyway, yeah. so the gray the gray nonsense with this is they kidnap this lady, and it's this group. I'm like, okay, pretty sure this group is responsible for her kidnapping. I need to get buddy-buddy with this group to find out where she is. They're... They are giving out free food to the sick and uh, homeless and downtrodden, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. so maybe they're good. And then I go, like, well, someone broke into our fish plant. Uh, they didn't steal anything, but we don't know what's going on. So I'm like, okay, I'll help you, and you'll help me secretly because I'm trying to figure out what you're up to. And in their fish cannery place, I find out someone has poisoned the fish. The person that broke in poisoned the fish. So that's huh. weird. They're yeah. feeding the homeless. Like, why would you be against this, right? And also, because it can't just be normal, I found a secret dungeon at the bottom of their fish place that is, like, bloody and all this nonsense. Like, okay, they're up to no good. I know they kidnapped this person. They're not good. But they're also not bad because they're feeding the homeless with their stuff. Uh, we, eventually. That's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, like, really messed up. I find the person who did it, and he's like, yeah. I know what they're up to and they're part of this this crazy Illuminati organization and whatever, whatever. And if they gain the favor of too many people in town, 
it's gonna they're gonna use that power to like do real bad shit and i'm like okay i agree with you but also your plan was to poison all the fish and kill a bunch of people yeah so that the public didn't like them anymore but then i have to make the choice of do i turn him in because he's like a totally innocent dude except for trying to kill a bunch of people but he's in the right like he is right versus the group that is bad and giving out helping people but they're like a crazy kidnappy super not good group like it presents all which one's like yeah. the lesser of two evils yeah it's the lesser kind of, of two evils and it's and i'm sitting here in the pause menu like oh, i don't know what to do man <laughs> this is so, tough decisions so it's like branching paths kind of and and kind of like uh different endings and things like that yeah, so it's got I, replay value i don't know how branchy it gets but i chose to um i chose to help him like i'm gonna go here and and help you poison these people just because i think also he had information he was gonna give me if i did it so that was okay. another reason okay i'll take your information um i don't know if i choose the other way he he gets arrested and they know other things about him. I, I'm picking this option because I don't want this group of 20 people to have, get too power, like too powerful. And then I have to do stuff with them later. I don't know. There's a, it seems like there's a lot of potential branchiness. I don't know how much it is. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. And the writing, like I said, is just so damn good. Like some of these text dialogue, uh, just entries you read are fascinating and they're written with that weird ass like bizarro world darkness that is only lovecraftian <laughs> yeah. like i have one pulled up if you if you want to because there was this one guy i was investigating this other thing of, of someone who found like an infant roaming the streets or something i forget exactly what it said but I have it pulled up because it was so bizarre what it was. Yeah, okay. So this is the note that uh, that the doctor, they were delivering a baby. And I find this note next to the body of the, I'm, I think it was next to the woman's body. Anyway, I'm um, going to skip some of this. Da, 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 da. The shock of what I have delivered from the poor young woman's womb has affected my nerves. Her guttural screams still ring in my ears, and her birthed tragedy lurks near where I hide. Had my attendant not been attacked first, I would have certainly shared her fate. The wriggling abomination that erupted from the waif's belly leapt from her body and attached itself to the nurse's throat with a wet smacking sound. Jeez. Pulled behind it, the taut umbilical cord tore out, of, tore out the placenta in an eruption of bright blood that soaked my gown. Stunned, I looked into the mother's bulging eyes as she convulsed and bit off her tongue between clenched, grinding teeth. And this is just a note. Just a random note in the world. It sounds like somebody was playing Bloodborne. And there's plenty <laughs> of them. And they're all this dark, weird-ass shit that I'm like, are these people seeing visions? Are there really demons floating around? It's Like, have it's, you come across anything like that? or? Yeah, I haven't even mentioned. There's a whole combat system, which I don't like. Uh, so, so there's combat in the game and it's fine. Um, at first I hated it. And then now, what, what is like, it like? What do you compare it to? 
like shitty Resident Evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that you're finding uh, materials and things so you can craft bullets and whatnot. But there's not a lot of combat. And honestly, I don't need it. I mean, I just talked about it for like 20 minutes. I don't need it. Like, it's like the least most, it's like the least important part of the game. And there's like a skill tree. I'm like, this, why is this stuff here? Just man, let me solve these mysteries, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm reading these notes. I'm like, this is so fucking cool. I love this shit. And it's, it's really, I, so I got this from Gamefly. I just bought it. I was like, I'm buying this oh, game. Okay. This is cool. cool. Nice. Cool last game. So that's the sinking, that. the sinking city to say the, the game. Sinking city. <laughs> So is it that? So I could have swore I heard something about. It wasn't it that the company where they were possibly going to lose their their licensing or something like that, or like the the publisher was going to take down their games. Oh no! Was that I, them? I thought that was someone else. I could have swore it was them. I might be wrong on that, but um, no, that I, was the I, Sherlock Holmes people. Yeah, I thought they also made the Sinking City. Oh boy! Oh boy! I'm looking at them. So people were like buying up their their things. Well, I'm glad I bought it. They're games, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really surprised at how much I like it. It's just weird and really cool and super unique in a in a way that there's no other games like this. Like this is not a AAA game, but there's nothing else I've played like this in a very long time, if ever. Yeah. Well, that's it's, good. It's that's really cool. It's like interesting surprises like that. That's good. And I'm looking up the Sherlock Holmes thing. Okay. So what was the other game you played? Um, so the other, the last game that I have to talk about tonight, the, it's such a weird, like random ass game too. Um, MLB, the show 19. So I know these games are good. I know that's why they're kind of like the staple of the MLB or whatever, but I've always had a hard time kind of playing these games and mainly cause I just, I didn't like the way it played initially, like the batting and things like that. But I've, I was just kind of casually playing it, sitting down, just kind of playing it. And I suddenly really like it. The thing, huh. the thing that really kind of like drew me in was the road to the show stuff, which I've always tried and I've played plenty of. But for some reason, like once you kind of get the hitting down and you skip everything else and only really play like the parts <laughs> where your player is hitting, it's okay. it takes on like this whole new like I don't know like <laughs> condensed quick play rpg kind of thing because i could like jump in and play my appearances and that takes care of like one game i'm getting stat bonuses and i'm increasing my skills and certain things but also decreasing the ones that i suck at like if i i'm not patient at the plate and i strike out then it decreases some of those stats like so you're, you're constantly trying to find ways to like get those stats up without <coughs> without like getting worse every game and like my player is still like in double a and um, so you got to try to work your way to like the major league and things like Jeez. that. It's just, I don't know. It just got me. And I, I love baseball. I just, I can't, it's such a hard like thing to sit and watch a full baseball game and even playing a full baseball game is really hard. So I like this condensed road to the show thing. And so anybody out there that has PS plus, I believe it's, is it still the PS plus game this month? I think it is yeah, that, yeah, it's that still and the last of us too. If if you like baseball and you're looking for a good baseball game to play, give it a shot. I think it's it's really good for what it like. I haven't touched really anything else about it other than Road to the Show. Huh. So that, but you're still playing baseball. Like you're still playing just... baseball. It's just you're just skipping ahead all the other junk, like the fielding and everything like that, and just mainly playing the batting. You can actually huh. do okay. fielding, but only when they hit it to you. So it actually like 
the game already knows every play that's going to play out. I don't like that. That's creepy. It's it's weird, but like, <laughs> so you'll be like, okay, I want to play my next appearance. And it's you at like second or third base. And then someone hits the ball to you and you have to decide, okay, am I going to throw it to first, second, third? Like it, it's, it's definitely huh. a game that takes time to learn. And I still like, what sucks is, you know, I'll strike out or like, hit the ball and ground out but then i'll get a home run and it suddenly like boosts all my stats it's i think it's kind of like playing with you in that way the whole like the best way to get better is to be patient at the plate and wait for your pitch and like you want to see more pitches is the thing like that's how your skills get better and better and that's kind of like what they're looking for but man it feels good to hit a home run in that game i hit a grand slam like in the last game i played and it after like being zero and six <laughs> Like, I just hit a grand slam all of a sudden, and it just, like, doubled all my points. And I was like, yes. Play for two hours. I got one hit. Yeah, it's... All right. Well, that's the thing is, like, you can go 0-6 in one game, and that game probably took you, like, seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> so it's not that bad. We're like, NBA, you know, I'm playing... You know, it takes me maybe 30 minutes to get through a game on, a, like, the My Career mode, and I'm playing only my minutes... But it's still like 30 minutes and I'm still barely getting any VC because of how stingy 2K is and because they want you to spend all this money on their microtransactions and shit mm. and their little casino setup that they have. Are, are there casinos in this baseball game? No. Oh, wow. No. 2K has really, has really like fucked up all the goodwill and all the good stuff they had going for 2K, like NBA 2K. Greed, um, greed. And so if you want to see a sports game that's doing it right, doing it the right way, MLB the show it is. Cool. I will never play that game, but I respect that you like it. Yeah, I really didn't expect to like it as much as I as I do right now, and it could just be a weird thing where I'm like, I'm just needing to play something casually as a palate cleanser between all these other games, and this just seems to hit the spot. But I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and you were correct. The developer of all those... Um, Sherlock Holmes games is the same developer, so it's Frogwares, but they self-published this game, so that game's fine. It's just all their other stuff. Oh, now okay. I feel even better about buying this game, man. I want to yeah. support them in any way possible because this game is awesome. Yeah, it's like a weird thing where I think it's the I don't know if it's the actual publisher, but the license holder or something like that is trying to just take them down from like stores. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, and I can't really research it now. But it's like Sherlock Holmes isn't an IP like anyone could just make a Sherlock Holmes game. So, right, I think they're just like long beloved Sherlock Holmes games that have been around for a while. I don't know. I just remember hearing about it and I was like, oh, I think that's them. But this is awesome. I, I might go back and check out some of the other detective things. This is, there's a lot of detective y detecting I'm detecting yeah. in this game, man. I wonder if they made the Nancy Drew games too. I'm not going to go that far. Okay. I'm not going to go. <laughs> that's, that's where I'll stop. All right. I don't need to be Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys or any of them. Oh, man. Those are some good books, though. Yeah, when I was eight, yeah. nine. They were, they were real good. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I've said enough. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, we went a little long, but we had a lot of great stuff to talk about. But I think that's going to do it here for us at Final Checkpoint. Woo. Thanks again to everybody that's listened. Um, we appreciate every listen that we get, every like, every retweet when we post an episode. Thank you guys so much. Please share with friends. Please come back every week and listen to us. And uh, let us know if you have any feedback 
um, send it in to finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com. And we will catch you again next week, hopefully to talk about more games and hopefully to hear a little bit of uh, Death Stranding stuff that we can discuss. Um, until next time, Ooh. peace out. Out of world. Peace out, man. Man. See ya, dude. Whoa. Whoa.